Hey, welcome back. It's 30. Dirty. And dying, where we're barely alive. All the time. All the time. All the time, barely alive. I'm just, you know, going through the motions here. Hell yeah. Same here. Just Mm -hmm. day after day. Mm -hmm. Time after time. (laughs) Thanks, Cindy Lauper. I'm Clarissa. I'm Courtney. Yeah, she is. And (laughs) we're back for another episode. And this episode is our season one finale. Wow. I can't believe it's been a whole season. Can you? A whole season. And I'm working through a whole season of Grey's right now. (laughs) Our inspiration, truly. Oof. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It's been an emotional ride for me. An emotional roller coaster. Even though I've watched it like at least three times at this point. I still cry. I like how we started with it's been our first season and you were like, Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) It's their 18th season. It's their 18th season. But yeah, whole season for us as well. I hope everyone's been enjoying it. I have. Have you? I have. I've had a really good time. It's been really fun. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Do you think we should come back for a season two? I think we should come back for a season two. I have more to say. I do too. If you guys aren't sick to death of listening to us. I hope not. Hopefully. We got more to say. We got all kinds of stuff in the works. We've lived a life. We've lived a life. And we're continuing to live that life. Against all the odds. Against... All of my wants and needs. And all of my genetics. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's rough out there. Yeah. And in here. In the Crohn's. In the Crohn's. In the Crohn's. Crohn'sville. It's been a rough couple days. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Whole season for us. And we thought we'd end this one, this first season. With with a a banger. A big bang. Oof. Oh. Oh. uh, You'll know what we're talking about. Well, you guys know we do back in time every single episode and. This one is no different. Back in time. All right. So 2015, right now it is 2022. So about seven years. Am I mathing? Uh, I think you're mathing. I think I'm mathing. Oh my so God. So how old were you in 2015? Yeah, I didn't say we were going to do all of that. I was 24. Um. Okay, then I was like 21-ish. Yeah. That actually is right. That I makes think. sense. 2021, somewhere in that. I was definitely in college. Yeah. Because 90% of my posts were about um, working at the college radio station, which I've said before, big part of my college career. And um, I got into podcasting and news and all that stuff. So if, if not for that, if not for 2015, we might not be here today. Moment of silence. <laughs> Moment of silence for that job. Yeah. 2015, I was out of college. You were. Why don't you start us off? Oh, I got my job at the the college. <laughs> the college. The college. Yep. Finished at movie theater. Started at college. Okay. Um, began that, that career, the path. career that I didn't even know was going to happen. Well. And here I am, seven yeah. years later, still in the field. Almost a decade. Oh. I know. Doesn't that suck? I don't like that. Me neither. Ew. Mm. Um. So I said some things. Hit us. Well, first, let me say this makes me a little sad. Okay. Is it was grandma's last day of radiation therapy happened in 2015. Um, And the the staff at the hospital that she was getting it through gave her this little certificate and like signed their names on it. It was actually really sweet. No, that is Um, sweet. They, they, everyone who ever like came across grandma loved her. That's, I can see why. She was lovely. I yeah. loved hanging out around her. Yeah. Um, speaking of Grey's Anatomy. 
<laughs> it was Is uh, this becoming like a Grey's Anatomy podcast? I can do that. I don't want to. Ooh, I can just start on episode one. It'll last years. Do you guys want a bonus like season within a se- seasonception? Seasonception? Of Courtney just doing like bonus episodes. Of Grey's Anatomy. If you want it, tell us. Epis- I, I can uh, just, 2015 was Grey's Anatomy 10th birthday. And then I said, I can't stop nay-naying. I forgot that even existed. I didn't even know the whip and the nene happened in 2015. I didn't even realize that whip and the nene happened. Now watch me whip. Yeah, I totally forgot. Now watch forgot. me nene. I totally now watch forgot me about whip. it. Now the question is, do you want me to continue going through my 2015 or do you want to do yours first and then we can segue? That might be a good idea. I'll, I'll do some of our some of our general posts, you know, what, what you know and love back in time for and then we'll get into it. Okay. So, as I said, most of my tweets, Facebook, and all the stuff that existed that I had was about working at the radio. You know, I was doing newscasts, I was doing shows, all that stuff. But I had a, I had a few in there. I had, um, I needed some Rocky Four tonight. The Italian Stallion clearly ended the Cold War, and I used hashtag American Hero. <laughs> I suck. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's not even in them. He's what? In of, he's in none of the Rocky movies. What? What's his name? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, they're the same person. I mean. No, they're not, Courtney. Oh, my God. Let's see. I just tweeted, keep on keeping on. Because yeah. that's the most millennial shit I've ever heard in my life. And Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love, baby. Breathe. Ah, uh-huh, fuck. And then we didn't have this conversation in 2015, but there was a... We're resharing of it, so I feel like it counts. We okay. posted it again on Facebook, where you had posted a conversation between us of at course. the theater, as we do. Mm-hmm. And I, you said, as you were drinking a like chai tea, maybe mm-hmm. chai latte, um, I love the taste of Christmas. And I said, I love the taste of Hanukkah. What does Hanukkah taste like to you? Potatoes. Latkes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know I mean, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Grease. And then. The only other thing that I had was I did have a post that said I also left my job at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So we we had that in common. I think I had left our specific movie theater like a year or so before. Yeah. Unofficially, but I was kind of working at another location and I, I called it quits in 2015. Yeah, I called it quits as yeah. well. Because I got a big girl job. Yeah, I didn't. I was just over it. I mean, so much personal stuff had happened there. And then I just, I wasn't coming back anymore. Like, yeah, that was, that was pretty much the snapshot of my 2015. Mm -hmm. You want to, want to keep us going? Yeah. So what we're talking about today is religion. Yes. And how religion has affected our lives thus far, Mm -hmm. how it's impacted our views and our history with it. Because, you know, part of what we do on the show is how our lives have adjusted and changed mm-hmm. as we're getting to this point, this 30, you know, aging millennial point. Yeah. And religion's part of that for mm-hmm. a lot of people, including us. And 2015. It was quite the religious year for me. Quite. Very church-going gal. You were in that phase, I remember. Yeah. I was and like, I, I tweeted a lot of things about my church and yeah. about things of God. And it's a little cringy reading it back after seven years. But here we go. Here are some prime Courtney church going. Proverbs. (laughs) 
Courtney Proverbs. Courtney's Proverbs. Get ready. Oh, okay. Look out, Solomon. The one thing I love about my church being in the mall right now. By the way, my church was in the mall for a little bit. I mean, I I gathered. Yeah, well, the the listeners don't know that. I bet context clues. Okay, whatever. Um, Right now is it allows people to look in and possibly have God reach out. I felt really good about that. You're just like (laughs) at Sears and God reaches out. (laughs) Okay. Um... I said, next week's message at church is going to be understanding women. I can't miss that. No, because we don't understand ourselves. Nope. We need men. Can I just take a moment to say how great God is? Jesus is what Easter is all about. I mean, that is that is true. That is the whole that point of that holiday. Fact. And marshmallows. And eggs. Yeah, which I'm and never going to understand. Bunny? I'm never going to understand. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand the connection. Um, wait for God's perfect timing. Right now, baby. Um, I feel like every time I come to church, pastor, I'm just going to say pastor. 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 Uh, is talking about things I really need to hear. God is delivering. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at God is delivering as much as I'm laughing at the face that you made when you said God is delivering. I'm, I want to like record a TikTok and recreate that moment. <laughs> Because oh my god! So it was a really—it was a time. It was a really religious time for you then. It was—it was one of them, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we both have a history with Mm -hmm. religion, and we have some thoughts and some views that you know it's a little different now. And I feel like that happens. You know, you get to this point, like with a lot of the issues we talk about on the show, where you had kind of what you were raised around what you kind of dabbled in in your early 20s when you were like figuring your life out late teens early 20s and then now you're like your own person fully you're running your own life Mm -hmm. sometimes barely barely (laughs) but you're doing it so your views are kind of now your views while the other things have an impact Mm -hmm. it's not like fully running them that makes sense yeah like yeah so i feel like religion is one of those things like you're probably not getting dragged to sunday school anymore um, and you're not like trying to keep up what you think. It, you're just doing your own thing. And maybe yeah. that is being super religious. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So to start off my religious days. Yeah. So I started. So dad took me to church for the first time. When was this 2015-ish or? Oh, no, 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 no. This was on a child. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So like we went to church. I guess it was middle school it was when i lived with him all right yeah you said that was around like 11 12 like that something something like okay um so we went to a baptist church and that's when i was in awana's which i googled for you so i can explain it because i I mentioned this before it says awana club is a non-denominational ministry that exists to reach children and teenagers with the gospel of jesus christ to equip them to honor God, to grow them in their faith, and to challenge them to fulfill the Great Commission. Wow. So I I see it as like, you know, it was like we won things. Like we earned badges and like we had like books. So like Sunday school, but a club? <sighs> sort of? I yeah. forget. But it, it, so like I, that's kind of like the start of like your first brush with the my Lord. first, yeah, sure. I got I got baptized with my dad. Okay, back in the day. 
Right. And then like I was in Awanas and I did uh, like, what was the, the summer? Vacation Bible Vacation school. Bible school. I did that. That was fun. Um, I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed my church back back, back then. then. And then I s- changed to the church that your mom went to. Okay. Back in high school. Okay. So this to paint a picture for people is like. Well, I think I said this on maybe one of the last episodes, but like one of those churches that it's a Baptist church, but they don't call themselves that. They say they're like non-denominational. Yeah. But they're a Baptist church and they like, they're like the cool, they're like, we're the cool parents. You know, they have drummer and maybe some strobe lights. Oh, tons. And, and that makes them cool and not like just every other tabernacle out yeah, there. I sent my sister a, uh, a, snap chat of okay. a church service one time like when it was in like the music section of it because like it starts with like music and worship. then it goes yes thank you that was what they called it yes so it starts with like the worship and then it goes into like yeah so i sent my sister a snapchat of it and she's um like a very old timesy fashioned church going gal mm-hmm. so she was like are you at a concert and i'm like no i'm at church <laughs> So it works. And she's like hymnal, like different languages type of like church yeah, going I gal. saw a video of her recently on, I think, Instagram where she was, she was singing. Uh-huh. And uh, wow. I mean, it looked, it was, it looked like she was in Rome. The <laughs> Vatican even. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But she's lovely. She's lovely, all about lovely, it. Lovely singing voice. Oh, I yeah. Mean, but yeah, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. So like she thought I was at a concert. <laughs> Which is what this church is like. Yeah, it was. And Just to paint the picture. For to y'all. paint the picture, you're you're at a concert with God. This is 30, Dirty, and Dying, a new podcast where we are having all the conversations you're probably having too, mixed in with a ton of dark humor. So keep on listening and then continue the conversations with us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying. Now, let's get back to the show. That kind of transformed into you going into that was when you were like in high school, as you said? Yeah, so that was... Yeah, so like... Baptist church, you like, it was more traditional. Like we had like the hymn books and like you have to wear a dress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember who I was friends with that got me to the other church that I went for years. Yeah. Um, That's the one that when I knew, cause I wasn't like around, mm-hmm. but my mom was going, I think to the same church that you were going to during your, your phase, your phase i hope well though i hope god reach out and touches you phase that you said about the i think she was going to the same church around that because she'd always be like courtney was at church today and i'm Mm -hmm. like cool that's great i don't know yeah like i don't know what she thought like what i really liked about it is i didn't feel judged because that was that's like we'll talk about that with religion is very judgy like you've sinned you can't sit with us 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 you sinned we wear the blood of jesus on wednesdays Oh my god! <laughs> so I didn't. Sorry, I didn't feel judged. That's so good. I really liked it, but like I don't know. I I mean I still. It became too much. Okay. It became too much, and I mean one of the reasons why Mike and I broke up is just like different opinions. I thought I had to be with someone that we were equally yoked, right? Okay, so this is an interesting point to go. Yeah, this is probably around the time that, like we said in the, at the start, like you. You're in the religious stuff that you knew in your 
younger years, like what was kind of indoctrinated into you. Mm -hmm. But then it starts to really impact like how you want to live your adult life. Mm -hmm. And that seems like that started to happen, at least with the relationship. Yeah. And like we had, I mean, he doesn't, it's not like he has like conflicting view. Like he was always, he wasn't like, no, don't go to church. Oh God. Yeah, he wasn't stopping No, never. Like he, but it, it kind of made me sad when he didn't want to go with me. Okay. And stuff like that. Like he would, like we had like the Christmas experience. So he would do that with me, like minimum. Christmas. Right? Yeah, I got you. And, but didn't want to go to church with me. And I'm just like, oh, I can't be equally yoked. I can't have this. And yeah. I don't fully understand what it means, but my mom used to always say that as well because my dad never went to church with her. And sometimes when she'd get really mad at him, she, she'd yell that. Yeah. As God intended. You know? Yeah. I would listen to God's podcast. <laughs> The Godcast. <gasps> Fun. I would listen to that. I'd just for to once to see what it was like. Yeah. Just to see what it was like. Any who whizzle. Okay. Um, but yeah, but ever since, honestly, it was after like COVID. So like I stopped going to church because I physically couldn't go to church. Right. Right. And then that is kind of when I started think I don't want to say thinking for myself but like I was out of that environment yep and thought about it yeah because like when you're in it you're in it hell yeah and now when I like look back at things that I said I'm like oh that's a little cringy like I don't know how I feel about that anymore you know what I mean well yeah so after like COVID and like not going there and I don't necessarily want to go back and that's not necessarily not, not a bad thing hmm. I just thought for myself and I have formed my own opinions. All right. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I um I have a little different of a history with with religion. I was raised in church. Mm-hmm. Very in church. Um Southern Baptist, thumping Bibles and revivaling all day, all night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Speaking in tongues maybe. I don't know. Hallelujah, come along and celebrate. What? Sorry, I did all the choir stuff too in church. We don't so. get choreography. Oh, I did. Southern Baptists don't get choreography. Um, anyways, <laughs> no. So like my my family is is you know my 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 dad's side of the family, which is where this all comes from, was like very like Appalachian Southern Baptist, like mm-hmm. you know that. And my mom, uh, I don't know if converted is the right word here, but like she. She got, she found the Lord. She found Jesus. She got saved, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you know, all the, all the terminology when I was very young. So from, you know, about like two, three years old until she could no longer force me into the Sunday school classroom. I was, I was expected to be in church every Mm -hmm. single Sunday and I really didn't like it. Um, (laughs) I want to, I want to preface this. I, I don't like not believe in God. I believe in God. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just always didn't feel quite right in the organized religion church setting. Mm-hmm. It just never, even as from a very young age, I was like, I don't love this. Um, I really didn't love the Southern Baptist thing. I mean, it's a little scary. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to, if anybody is in re- I'm not trying to like be negative about people's religion, but it was not for me. It was just very intense. Mm-hmm. And then we moved and we went to like the more non-denominational thing. Not as many strobe lights. This was the early 2000s and the late 90s. So, you know, they were a little less like intense with the judgmental. And and that was cool. And there were some cool people there, you mm-hmm. know. But 
I just, I don't know. I just never was like in it. And I remember very specifically, I hated going to Sunday school. I would like beg my mom, like, okay, if I have to go to church, can I just like go and sit with you? Which was, I didn't like either, but I didn't like Sunday school. And I remember when I really decided that it was like not for me. I was probably like maybe eight years old. Oh, geez. Yeah. So young. Young, very young. I know. But I remember this so vividly. vividly. We're in Sunday school and it's about Halloween. And Halloween has always been. Halloween is cool. Halloween is so cool. It's like my favorite holiday. Yeah. It's always been my favorite. I Mm -hmm. love it so much. Um, Yeah. The devil. Woo. Sorry. (laughs) Well, that's sort of what I'm. Okay. So (laughs) they were talking about Halloween and um, I don't know exactly where this started, but it was uh, costumes. Right. Mm -hmm. And they said something like, if you're. If your friends want to dress up like devils, you should say, no, guys, we shouldn't do that. That's not of God. But what we, you know, what we could do, we could dress up like apostles. And my eight-year-old ass laughed, like, at them. Like, this that's, that was the most ridiculous thing I had ever heard. Now, if you really want to dress up like John the Baptist, that's, that's fine. But it just seemed stupid to me that, like, something as minuscule as a Halloween costume was being worked into religious dogma for children. Because it's like that stuff, to me, only has as much meaning as you give it. Like, you're going to tell me that it's a sin. You're going to sit there and tell me. You're going to tell me. I'm stealing your line. You're telling me that it's a sin. It's like against the Lord to like put on a red cape and go get some candy. I think that's when I just like checked out. I was like, this is ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, I went to church I'm not trying to be disrespectful of anybody's beliefs. Of course, I think everybody should do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. And then I really haven't been back to church. I am not a fan of organized religion. I have a no. lot of hangups with it. I have a lot of problems with mm-hmm. it. And I think that's where it comes down to. And I can't stand to go and just like immerse myself in what I see as a lot of hypocrisy and mm-hmm. a lot of things that just don't matter. Yeah. And I think that's that's where I'm at with it. And that's sort of where I've gotten to at this point. And, you know, my mom is still very religious and I respect her and I respect her beliefs and I respect everybody else. Like, you know, everybody has every right to do that. But so do I. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of where I come down on it. Yeah. Like I I do believe in God. Yeah. But I do not like religion. Same. People use it as an excuse when you should just be a good person. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard. No. And I think so much of, like, what is, quote unquote, religious is, it's man-made. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's, that's where I have the problem. Because I'm, like, the core of a lot of this, you guys are totally missing the boat. Like. Yeah. And it feels like it's very much on purpose to control. And and historically, you cannot, it's true, it has been used to control large groups of people at a time. Yes. And things have changed and been like, well, this is what Jesus said and this is what God said. And it's like, no, they didn't. That's How do not you know? In it. Yeah. It's been changed and, and reformulated and repackaged over time periods to accomplish a certain goal. Well, not just that, but okay. So le- because Christianity is what we are familiar with, yes. that that is the, the religion that we have Grown yeah, up I mean, I've got a little bit of it, but I'll get into that later. So yeah. that's, the, 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 that's general. The, the general. So the Bible. Yeah. Written by men. Yes. 
So while, yes, they say that God said this to them and that is why they wrote it, could happen, but they could have put their spin on it. Right. And how, like, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. How how can I how can I sit here today and read this verse and know for a fact God said every single word of that? Yeah, like and God. not just that, but this is English, right? So I'm reading an English Bible that's been translated that has been translated times. so many times, yeah. and the, it, we can not translate properly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and here's the thing that I think is is so glossed over. When it comes to a lot of laws mm-hmm. and rules, now not like the Ten Commandments, but like all the other stuff and the other thousand pages or whatever it is. At the end of the day, you have to you have to view this in the lens of yes, maybe it is a, a religious text, but it is also a historical text. Mm-hmm. This was written during certain points in history, you know, allegedly whatever, that there were different ways of life, there were different realities, there were different laws that had zero to do with religion they Mm -hmm. were just the way of life at the time Mm -hmm. so that's something to like keep in mind as well so like when people point to i don't know i'm just gonna shout out my boy leviticus and all (laughs) that crap in there that's like don't eat shrimp and stuff well you're not supposed to shave there's but there's, there's so much stuff in there that that if you just read it down like a list which is essentially kind of what it is, yeah. at least from what I've seen. I don't read it, but I've read it in the past enough to know a, a smidgen of what I'm talking about here. It's laws that are very much more like historical societal laws that if you look at have almost nothing to do with the actual like religious faith based stuff that's being communicated mm-hmm. by the you know Christianity as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean, it just that's where I'm like, people are just like. You can't pretend this was written yesterday and like it still counts. Everything still counts the exact same. It doesn't. And it's not. It. It's not like this is law. This is fact. You have to do this. Right. So like anything that God may have said could be just like an example of something. Yeah. It's not even like. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying well, to say. I don't so know I if you're understanding exactly what you're saying, but this is kind of how I, what made me, what I thought of when you said that. Okay. This, this is where I, um, I, I, my own kind of thoughts and views of religion and of the religion I learned have changed now that I'm an adult. Right. I think a lot of the stuff that is in the Bible is, you know, they're stories. They're things that are supposed to teach you something. Yes. Right. Yes. Like they're supposed to teach you a principle of the religion. I don't love that a lot of it is taken as like, this freaking happened, you guys. And this is where I have a problem. Jonah's so, Ark. Yes. No. Noah's Ark. <laughs> I said Jonah. She said, well, I was going to say Jonah, but then you threw me with the Ark. <laughs> um, so Jonah and, Jonah and the Whale is my favorite example of this. <laughs> Sorry. So Jonah and the Whale is like, from what I remember, it's basically this dude, like, he's 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 supposed to do something. God tells him to do something. He's like, I know better than this. I'm going to do this instead. Gets swallowed by a whale. And then, like, I don't know, while he's inside the whale, he realizes the error of his ways. And God shoots him out of the blowhole. And then he, I don't know. Lives a happy Whatever. Jesus is. But, like, that's that's clearly, to me, reading. it's clearly like a... a 
it's a story. It's supposed to teach. It's got a moral to the story. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what you're supposed to take from this. Mm-hmm. There is no way that a dude lived inside a whale and got ejected from a blowhole in one piece <laughs> to go on and tell the tale and write it in a book and be, I don't know, St. Jonah. What, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know the terms, but like, there's no way that happened. And the fact that they're like, you need to believe that this happened because magic, God magic, though, not Harry Potter magic, that's a sin. Like, you lose me. You absolutely lose me. Like, I don't, I'm fine if you want to say you believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. Sure. But there's, buddy, you've got to put a lid on it somewhere. Like, why don't you just take what's important from the stories and not try to convince me that you can live in a whale? <laughs> like, why? Why do I have to believe that that can happen and that science can't be true and that whales can be studio apartments <laughs> to like not take away the story? You know what I'm saying? I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then Noah's Ark. Yes. So you're going to tell me that one man built this big ass boat, big ass this Titanic. cruise ship, right? <laughs> he built the cruise ship and then got two of each animal. In the, enti- in the entire world. The con- the whole globe. The whole globe got two to just come on. Come on in. Come on in. And, you know, they weren't killing each other yeah, because animals. A stable penguin next to a cheetah. And we're going to be fine. And then I'm going to go, like, have sex with my daughter-in-law. Oof. There's more to the story, you guys. It's not just a fun boat trip. <laughs> It's not okay. just a cruise. There's a lot more that happens. There's no excursions. There, well, after oh. you get off the boat. Oh. Mm. But yeah, like, it. Uh. Yeah, and here's the thing there are a lot of cross cultural texts about there being like a flood around that time. There probably was. Yeah. And what probably happened was religious folk, they made like a story around it to teach a principle. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's what most of it is. I feel like if we would just stop pretending that we can prove that you can live in a whale and make a wooden yacht for camels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if we could just like find a place to, and that's where I have trouble with organized religion because yes. it seems very all or nothing to me. It's very black and white and it's not black and white. No. And like I said, all or nothing. Like you have to take all of this. And if you don't, you're some sort of heathen and you don't believe. But it's like, if I just want to like believe that, you know, physics exists and science exists and all of these things exist, that doesn't mean I can't believe that there's a God. Yeah. But it just, it just feels like it doesn't sit right. Because if God created everything, God also created science. Sure. So why can't they be together? That's what I would Science is like, you can, you can physically do experiments and science is real. But this is where I think organized religion has become something that is so obviously man-made and often used as a tool for other purposes. And it's a, you know, emotional thing for people, religion, faith, blah, 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 being, this is where I think it's become so entrenched in a different part of society that just rubs me the wrong way. Because it's like, it's all or nothing. It's usually being used as against people, against people as a tool for a a lot of arguments and and agendas that are so inherently political and have have virtually nothing to do with actual like in this case Christianity mm-hmm. and what I struggle with maybe the most is the idea that we are. If we're using Christianity as the example, which obviously we live in the United States 
it's it's very prevalent here mm-hmm. and it's seeping into a lot of things right now. Which shouldn't. But I, we can get into that later. Yeah, like that's a whole thing and we'll get there. But it's that it is being used like that to, can again, control groups of people. Mm-hmm. And... Under the assumption that, like, this is the the way and this is everything and this is the only way that anything could ever be. And I don't know. The arrogance of that just, like, blows my brain. You're listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, where we might not be flirty or thriving, but we're 30 and trying. Keep listening and check out all our episodes on life, love, death, and more. What is religion? What is religion supposed to be? Right? Do you mean to Google the actual definition of religion? You do that. And I'll say what I think. I feel like religion is not meant to be something that runs every aspect of your life. It is not meant to be a... Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because I was writing, what is religion? And the first thing that popped up is, what is relish? Pickles, right? Pickles. Um, Anyways. Sorry. I thought that was funny. What is relish? What is relish? That's what we should call the episode. Um, But religion, it can be whatever you want it to be as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. And you have that right. If you want your religion to be what governs your entire way of life as an individual, you have every right to do that, yeah. man. And believe and what you want to power believe. to you, like do whatever you want. But you as an individual can't use that to say, this is how I want to govern everyone else. Yeah. That's not what it is. That's not what it's for. If you don't live in a theocracy and we don't. So I don't understand why private citizens and why individuals are are thinking of religion as a way to control other people that they don't even know. That's that's where you lose me because to me if I think about what religion and what a faith is, it's a it's a moral compass. It's a way to guide my own decisions and my conscience and how I want to treat other people and how I want to treat myself. And how I want to view the world in a broad, abstract way as an individual. And it's supposed to influence the choices that I make and the steps that I take in said direction. That's what I think religion and faith is. It's it's very deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Why is that forced upon? Yeah, so if that's whole what country. it is, then then why is yeah, why is it it's bridging that gap? I don't understand. I just I don't understand that mindset. Um it says religion, the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling, superhuman controlling power, especially personal God or gods. Okay, so right there, personal God, personal, personal. It's it's right there. It's in the definition. Personal also isn't a big part of like the the whole Christianity thing, especially like when it comes to Baptists and baptism and all that. Free will, like you you accept God into your life, quote unquote. That's free will. Like, what do you want to do? Just like force feed it to people? I don't understand. How does that how does that mesh with anything that's part of the actual faith? It just they lose me. I'm it loses me. As mm-hmm. an adult at this stage of my life, it loses me. And I feel like the influence that it has on society at this point, there are some questionable moments, some questionable things. Especially recently. But one of the reasons that we picked even 2015 to do this, in addition to Courtney's, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar moment, was... Um, I, that just, that was happenstance. Is that, yeah. the, the, am I using that for correctly? I think so. It was happenstance. happenstance. Yeah, I mean, we didn't fully Look at know. using big words. Way to go. I've been reading. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. 
Um, but mainly, one thing that came out was on Last Week Tonight, the show that John Oliver has on HBO, he did this this thing about televangelism. Oof. And um, I remember it, like, catching fire at that point in time. Like, it was everywhere. Um, the, the, the clip, you know, people, it was spreading everywhere. Because it, it a lot of people who grew up in these, like, religious homes like I did, like, everybody he named on, like, the... These are the people who are asking you for a seat of a thousand dollars. I remember them. I watched them every day in my living room because, you know, it was part of the whole religious evangelical thing. And, you know, there was a lot to unpack with it. And it made us start thinking about all the things that there are to talk about when it comes to religion. I, the amount of times that in my, my church going days that I have heard you can you give money to the church you're planting that seed mm-hmm. for it to grow and give you more later right what i get a dead mom and crones <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a dead mom and crones <laughs> oh, <okay>. thanks god <laughs> okay but like okay like i heard that forever too like my mom you know like i said she's been in church and in that vein of it mm-hmm. my whole life the I, I feel like it's another instance of the the words and the moral story thing being twisted to fit an agenda, right? You reap what you sow. That makes sense in a lot of different capacities yes. in terms of like, again, how you live your life, your personal journey with yourself and other people. If you put good things out into the world, good things should come back to you. Yes. That's that's a fine way to live your life. Yes. Yeah. It can be reflected in other things like karma. You know, that's a good principle. And even if it comes to when you're talking about, um, like, charitable behavior mm-hmm. or philanthropy, I still think it's an okay thing. Yeah. The idea of if there are causes that mean a lot to you, if you see people doing good things, doing good work on the ground, and you want to support them, mm-hmm. and you want to do that financially, then yes, you should do that. And, you know, again, it's it's you're getting what you, you put out. You're, you're helping to put more good in the world through these organizations full circle moment. Yes. I can see how all that makes sense. What I don't love is when that little line, that reap what you sow, sow a seed, whatever, gets turned into... Pay your church. Give me a thousand dollars right now because Jesus said so and I need me a boat. Or a plane. Or a plane. If I want to believe God for a $30,000 plane, you can't stop me from dreaming. It's... Unhinged. Well, what it's I unhinged. what I re- so I watched on Hulu under the banner of heaven. Okay, I've seen it, and it's it's about know. Mormonism, okay. right? Now I don't know how super factual this is. Okay, I'm basing it completely off of what I learned from this TV show. Big disclaimer. Big disclaimer. But what I what I saw was you get baptized at age eight. Okay, right? Because prior to eight, you'd go to heaven regardless. But after eight, fuck you, right? Damn. So every you, man for themselves. As you're getting baptized, or like you, you have this the the children and their parents meet with the head of the church, yeah, right, that guy. and have a conversation before they're baptized. Okay, and they he he said to these kids, ten percent of your money that you have earned as a child, right, has to go to the church. So like you're 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 doing chores around the house. Your do- your dad gives you a dollar. You gotta give ten cents to the church. 
see to me that is that the per- is it math correctly I don't 10 know. cents why are you asking me that i don't, I don't know. know how old i, I don't am. know man that's fine but like how can you sit there and tell an eight-year-old that they have to give to a church or they'll go to hell <sighs> can we that's another thing that i don't love and this is again i'm kind of i'm kind of leaning back into the whole like Baptist, you know, that kind of I mean, thing. that's what you're more familiar with. Yeah, but fine. I think this is this goes across. There's yeah. a big idea in Christianity of eternal damnation. Mm. And I don't know, I feel like to just come out swinging to a five, six, seven, eight year old, um, if you don't listen to your mom, you're going to be on fire forever <laughs> until your flesh melts off and Satan puts a spork down your throat or so. I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention. But- <laughs> But you see my point. It's, once again, I feel like it's unhinged. I yes. just, I don't know. I just, that's where they also lose me. Now, I don't it's, know. You, you are, you're striking fear yeah. into children yeah. to believe. It's scary. Yes. It's terrifying. And it doesn't ha- have to just be Christianity. Anything. Yeah. Any religion that you are enforcing fear into children because you feel like if they if they fear you if they fear it now to they're going to stay to yes. make them listen Ugh. and it it feels very indoctrinationy to me if and if somebody I'm saying this is somebody who lived through it mm-hmm. you know who lived through if you dress up like a devil for Halloween you're going to hell I hope you I like mean, that you already devil dress costume. up like it I hope you like that costume buddy because that's what you're gonna do for eternity eternity it, it, spell eternity when you're seven and then get back to me like that's spell just eternity now I don't know. <laughs> But no, it's just like not, I don't see how that, it it goes into the, how I feel like it's a control tactic yes. more than anything else. And I don't, it just doesn't sit well with me. It just doesn't. I don't know. And I've seen, this is a back to personal, but in the midst of all of that, I personally have seen a lot of hypocrisy mm-hmm. and a lot of abusive power. And a lot of, I don't even know how to put this, somebody who is on the surface a good God-fearing person and very religious and all that stuff, but is letting things happen to people and is maybe actively doing things to people that is wrong and that hurts them. And it's just like, but they have the appearance of I'm like just a good godly person. Like in 2017 when Joel Olstein wouldn't open up his church for people that uh, were victims of the hurricane. Hurricane. That's an Do example. I have to talk about that? I mean, if you want to, I'm not. As, I'm not as familiar with it, but like how you have like your kajillion dollar church. Yeah, your big arena. Your your huge arena, and there's a hurricane in Texas, and you're not going to let a single person in that has lost their home. But but you're you're preaching to be good to people, but you're not good to people. Yeah, I guess it's only good to people if you have a thousand dollars to sow. Maybe. Well, they, I, they lost all their money in that hurricane, yeah. so I guess they couldn't give. Well, yeah, it's an example that we got to see in pop culture play out in real time mm-hmm. of, like, maybe some hypocrisy. Like, honestly, I, I feel like that's, a, that's as good an example as any. But it's, you know, and you see that with, you, you know, it's how many how many times do you hear a pastor story about a pastor who has 800 girlfriends or boyfriends or children that they're hurting or all kinds of stuff. It happens an awful lot. Well, like you hear a lot about like in the Catholic. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. No, it's not. And you hear it. It's other places too. I think the Catholic thing gets a 
a certain kind of rap, especially because of the whole celibacy thing, which is a whole other whole other thing. But it it happens a lot of places. And I think that we let people get away with things. And there's a lot of hypocrisy because they put on this appearance mm-hmm. of what a quote unquote good godly person is. But I don't know if it's the pressure of trying to live up to that. I don't know if it's like you said, that's the teachings are so black and white. There's no room for gray. There's no room for humanity. Yeah. I but the whole point is humanity. Yeah, but that's somehow not a thing. It's like you're good, you're evil, there's nothing else. And I don't I don't know what, what it happens, but you see a lot of people use the church and use the organized religion and the names of the church for what I what I would call evil, what mm-hmm. I would call very wrong things and to hurt people. And I don't know, man, I just can't you could throw the few bad apples argument at me, but I feel like it's 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 quite an orchard out there. Yeah, and I I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't want to be involved in that no. in any way, shape, or form. And I've seen too much of the hypocrisy side of it up close and personal to to ever kind of get back into it. Like I I could never unsee the things I've seen. Yeah, you know. Well, like with with me, and at least for the church that I most recently went to Mm -hmm. like they are affiliated with Joel Osteen. And when I found that out, it kind of also opened up my eyes to how things were being run. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't necessarily want to be a part of this. Rubs you the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way. And I mean, I found out soon, like a little bit before, I mean, I should have always known, I guess, but 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 there's so much that happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every person that goes to a church that may be doing nefarious things is responsible for those. I'm not saying that at all. No. Like that's you're a victim at the end of the day for not being given things up front if that's something that someone's experienced. But it when it opens your eyes, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to stop going to church. I'm not saying you do whatever you want. But maybe maybe just like Keep those eyes open. Yeah. I mean, this the, this time that I've had away from it, not that, like, I still, I love the people that are at that church. Mm-hmm. Like, I've made really good friendships and, like, I, I enjoyed my time there. I learned a lot of things that I'm going to take with me. But I think at this point in my life, like, yes, I still believe in God. Like, I do. However, like, I think I'd rather just be a good person. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, I I don't, I don't have to go to church to be a good person. Right. And honestly, I feel at this point in the world, maybe I just shouldn't go to church. And that's, 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 it's a personal thing. It's a personal decision and you have every right to make that personal decision. Yeah. I mentioned a little bit ago, like part of, it was, Christianity was a big part, but there was sort of a, a interfaith mixture of like. Like 70% Christian, 30% Jewish, if that makes any sense. I could go back and and dial it all down, but I'll spare everybody. Basically, um, that Appalachian Southern Baptist thing, somewhere down the line, there were, the family was Jewish and things kind of got mixed and morphed. So there were a lot of Jewish influences in how I grew up Christian. Like we celebrated Passover Mm -hmm. most of my life. We celebrated things like Yom Kippur. Well, celebrate is a weird word for Yom Kippur, but we observed things like that. But it had a mostly Christian 
twist. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it was still what it is. It was still what Passover is, what Yom Kippur is, et cetera, et cetera. But sort of like angled towards Christianity. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so I, yeah, I always sort of identified more as like just I grew up a Christian, whatever. As I've gotten older, I've sort of found some some harmony and some some identity in the the Jewish side of it, mm-hmm. the things that I grew up with and sort of tapped into that. Wanted to learn more, wanted to do more of it. And and also I want to make this very clear. I am I I consider myself kind of interfaith at this point in how I feel and how I, I operate in the world. And part of that interfaith is Jewish. But even though I have those those roots in that history, I am not someone to speak for like a Jewish community Mm -hmm. because the way I grew up, quote unquote, Jewish, very different than someone who grew up like Jewish, Jewish. Yeah. Like the not just Jewish, but Jewish. Yes. Like very like that was the primary. That is what you're culturally, religiously, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That was not my reality. So while I have found, you know, I'm finding places in that community that feel nice and feel comfortable and I enjoy not even close to the same. So mm-hmm. I'm not here to like say that I'm I'm a spokesperson. None of that. Like not even close. Ask somebody else. I'm not the person um, to speak on certain issues and things like that. But as I've, as I've been an adult, I have definitely leaned towards that side of things. And while I still don't really consider myself quote unquote religious, if I am going toward one or the other in terms of like religious teaching, mm-hmm. I definitely vibe more with Judaism than I do Christianity. And, you know, that just feels right to me. It feels good. Now, it doesn't mean, again, that I don't believe in certain things. I still kind of believe that Jesus was a thing, whatever. I just, a whole whatever. But that's where I'm at. And some of it is is tapping into a side of, of cultural, but a lot of it is just... What well, feels good. It feels right. It feels good. It feels like it's more at home. feels like it works for me at this point in my life. Obviously, I'm not like a part of not converted into anything. I'm not a part of a synagogue. I don't mean it like that. I'm not claiming to do that. I'd love to get more into it as I get older and continue to do that. But that again is, is, is a very small part of it. And it's something that I've navigated purely as an adult. The things that I have is, is like my childhood. Again, I've held on to some things. I still believe in God. I, I totally respect it. And my mom, like I said, is a really, really passionate about her faith and, and I respect her and I, I don't think poorly of her for that at all. She also is not a hypocrite and she's not all of the things that I feel are negative. Yeah. She is not that. Yeah. And there are things we disagree on and whatever, but the core of it for her is none of that. Mm-hmm. And and that feels good to to coexist with. But yeah, it's where I'm at right now. I don't think I'll ever go to church. I don't think I'll ever do that. Um, but it's a personal thing. Yeah. It's definitely influenced my personal beliefs. And there are things that I'm like, it's crap. But, you know, that's life. More things that I probably think are crap. Mm-hmm. But it's become more of that like personal Which guidance. is what it should be anyway. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like at least recently, religion just feels really culty to me. Yeah. And like it, go- it goes down to it. So how I said that my my church was like a concert, right? Yeah. In the beginning. Like when I went to an actual concert, I didn't know what to do with my hands and my arm. 
arms because, because like you raise your hands up to Jesus. Right. Yeah. And when I'm at an actual concert, I'm like, I'm not like raising my hands up to ghost right now. You know what I mean? Like 21 Dude. pilots, like, Oh man, Jesus. The Holy ghost. <laughs> oh, no, I know what you're saying. Cause it's like, it gets it, mixed. It, I, yeah. I have like, I started to like mix my things like actual concert church. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. I'm just like, Oh, this is weird. Yeah, I don't I can know. See that, I can totally see that. I but don't know. I don't like at this point in my life. I'm fine with like not going to church and just kind of like doing my thing and being a good person. If something brings me back, cool. I'm not like against it. Yeah, I just for right now in the time that we are living, with everything happening, just doesn't feel right. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, same. That's exactly why I feel. That's how I feel for a long time. It's like I don't want to be a part of this. This to me feels more bad than good mm-hmm. and it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my life and I don't see it working for my life. For, for, I mean, I can't see a scenario where it would. Yeah. You know what Re- I'm saying? Religion in America right now is only hurting people I that I see. Like yeah. that's, that's happening with, you know, it, it shouldn't be in politics. I agree. But it is. Yeah. And it's changing laws and it shouldn't be right so i don't want anything to do with it yeah no and again i'm not saying that people who subscribe to a religion who go to church and who do the whole thing are inherently bad or i'm not saying you're doing anything wrong this is personal this is how i feel and how at this point in my life as someone who has grown up in in the church who has gotten away from it who has had a lot of qualms with it over the years now that I'm, you know, about to be near 30, I'm like a full-blown adult. I have my own family. I have my own household. This is where I've come down on mm-hmm. it after all that time, after all those influences. And I don't see that changing. And again, it's not out of disrespect. I, I do think conversations like this are important for people, but it's also, it's never something to disrespect other people's beliefs no. at all. That is not Okay. Either side, like do not disrespect people. People can believe whatever they want and they can live their lives however they want. Where it becomes a problem is when it starts to be weaponized to hurt other people who are not subscribing. Yeah. Or not subscribing in the exact way that you as an individual want to subscribe. Yeah. And I, you know, I see a lot of that happening right now and that doesn't make me feel too good. So makes me want to, you know, arm's length even more. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Hey, thanks for listening to the show so far. This episode of 30 Dirty and Dying is almost over, but fear not, there's plenty more to where this came from. You can listen to all of season one on your favorite platform right now, whether you need to catch up on a few episodes you missed, or you want to revisit one of your favorites, we got you covered. And if you want to know what's coming up soon, make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram at 30DirtyAndDying. Now, don't go anywhere yet. Don't click off. Show's still going on. We're going to finish strong. Let's get back into it. I think what this all boils down to is that we for sure would have been burnt at the stake. <laughs> That's what this all this whole conversation has been leading up to. We would have been burnt at the stake as witches. That's and fine. I'm okay with it. I'm all right. Cool. You know, give me my broom. Yeah. I'm ready. Give me my vacuum. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the, the reboot. I'm not excited. You're not? No, because I don't want them to ruin it. It's a classic. It's but so I, good. Everybody's in it. Like, it's not like there's putting new people. Everybody. I don't know. They're not Thackeray Binks. 
We'll see. You know, my whole life I thought it was Zachary, but I realized it was Thackeray. Yeah, no, it's Thackeray. Yeah, Thackeray. <laughs> Zachary with a list. Wow. I guess we'll have to report back on if we... Like Tokus Pocus too. Yeah. But I think this has been a good conversation. A I think A great so. way to end a pretty bitchin' season. Yeah. I think it's been a great season. We've talked about... Lots of things. Lots of things. Heavy stuff. We've had a lot of fun. People have gotten to know us. And I'm excited to keep going if you are. Yeah. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep on keeping on keep as on, the millennials say. As Clarissa said in, in 2015. 2015. Well, keep circle. on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. And if you want to keep on keeping on with us, you can obviously follow us, subscribe to us on your preferred platform. And even though we'll be taking a couple weeks off here, we'll be back in like 2 weeks. Two weeks ish. Brand new stuff. We're yeah. going to bring in spooky season with a bang. Yeah. Hell spooky, yeah. scary skeletons. Hell yeah, we are. So get ready for that. We're spooky angst. We're going to be, it's going to be a the spooky, spookiest? angstiest season. Ooh. That's what it is. The second season is all spooky angst season. Oh, I mean. Not, I mean, we're not going to, but. It's not just going to be a Halloween season. No, but I mean, a cool. lot of it is going to be Halloween themed because we're coming back uh, the first week of October. We should be back. My birthday. In October honor of 1st. birthday. Yep. It's funny because we're ending, well, we're ending recording around my birthday. Yes. And I mean, we're going to run, you know, when you guys hear these, well, obviously be a little different, but we're rounding out our preparations for the season around my birthday and we're going to be banging in the new season. With my birthday. With your birthday. I'll be 31. Hell yeah. Oof. I'm 28. Downhill, By the time man. y'all hear this, I will have been 28 for a couple of weeks. And I will be, I will not, I'll still be 30 when you hear this. When we come back, 31. 31. Coming out swinging. Not so, ready. Stick with us. We got some great stuff we still haven't talked about. We <laughs> hope to be with you for several seasons. Hopefully. Yeah. We got Forever. We, forever and ever. Amen. Or until the day that I die, which could be soon. You never know. We will live cast from the funeral. <laughs> That'll be the series finale. <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for an excellent season. I mean, I cannot even, I could not have anticipated the great response that we've gotten. Yeah, she just, was surprised. Well, just coming out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't have platforms. We didn't, you know, we we built some now and it's going great and we hope to continue that. But we were, we were coming in, coming in flatlined and I didn't know how it was going to go. And it went well. It's gone well. We, ha- we have some good friends that listen. Great friends, great listeners. We're building an awesome community out there and we really appreciate it yeah so thank you guys so much for a great first season see you in a few weeks see you in a few weeks bye